Pulpa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Greetings, everybody. Welcome in. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for downloading this episode. Hi, I'm Chris Kiefer, and this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. How in the hell are you guys doing out there? Happy to be here and talk about dirt bikes. It's always a fun time for me. I get excited every time I get ready to do one of these shows, give you guys some information, have some fun, have some laughs, keep it loose but also give you some more knowledge on some bikes, specifically an orange and white bike today. And maybe that will help you uh, encourage or maybe discourage you from buying one of these bikes. So uh, today is all about the 2023.5 KTM 450 Factory Edition, as well as the Rockstar Edition. We're going to compare them a little bit. I'm going to tell you about the characters of each, what's different on these suckers, and uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about these new, really good-looking machines. I have them out in my shop, and uh, right when I first got them, holy hell, I was like, wow, it makes you want to go riding. Something about a brand-new bike, especially orange. Orange is my favorite color. It's been my favorite color since I was, I think, in kindergarten. I have some old papers I was going through that my mom had of uh, some stuff I did back in elementary school, and I remember seeing orange was my favorite color all the way back in kindergarten. Holy crap. But uh, first things first, let's pay some bills. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, street bikes, whatever the hell you got out there. Go to KieferIncTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, and that leads you back to their site. You do your shopping, you check out, and that gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing, anywhere between $1 to $5,000, whatever the hell you guys are doing, it really does help us out a lot, and it shows them over there in Utah that you like this show, and they should continue to support us. So thank you for the people that are actually doing that. It helps us out a lot. We enjoy it. We appreciate it. And those guys over at Rocky Mountain are solid human beings, and they have stuff in stock almost all the time. It's really good. So go check them out. And if you want to go check out some new gear, you're thinking about some new gear, go to fxrracing.com. Great people over there as well. Excellent gear. I have a code KKMX35. That'll save you 35% on gear over there, and that is a huge discount. And if you're a lady, I have an even bigger discount for you ladies that want to ride. Hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll get you that code, and you guys can look real good. Look better than your dude or those other dudes at the track. And you can show them what's up. And, uh, yeah, so Helium and Revo line are my faves. If you're looking for a little bit something looser, the Podium or Clutch lines are available as well. They have great sizing. And uh, for me, it's, you know, these uh, these sponsors on my show are, are not just my sponsors. They're actually stuff I would buy myself. So great gear over there, fxrracing.com. Not to mention great suspension, REP suspension. Mark and the guys over there do excellent work, and 
just so happens we're talking about a KTM and Husqvarna today, and those are some of the specialties that they work up. They work up some magic over there on these bikes. So if you're looking to get rid of your air fork, mm, maybe put a spring fork on, 6500 drop-in kit or some cone valves, whatever it is, Mark over there at REP Suspension has the goods for you. KKREP is the code if you want to save some dough over at REP. If you have any questions about those guys over there, you can just email me, and I'm happy to help you guys out. Thanks to all of our 2023 sponsors. Sorry, a little tongue-tied. Too much coffee. Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Lit Pro, Blood Lubricant, 60 Helmets, International Vet Motocross Association. You want to race some races and you're an older guy, they have great races. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com, and the official graphics of Kiefer Ink Testing, Decal Works. You want to get some Kiefer Ink graphics or just some cool shimmer stuff that they have out now, uh, Decal Works is the place to go. All right, so I'm looking through my notes here. I just got these things delivered to me. Ah, what is today? Today is a Tuesday. Last week, put some time on them between racing with Aiden over the weekend and uh, actually had some time previously just to help these guys break in the bikes because let's face it, these newer steel frame bikes need some time on them to get a little bit more comfortable um, for the rider. So if you haven't listened to my podcast before, if you haven't listened to Austrian steel chromoly frame content, I'm going to tell you this. It's going to at least take you 10 engine hours to get this thing broken. And you're going to go, holy hell, man. I don't know if I have that much time. Well, I'm sorry, guys. This frame is stiff-natured. The suspension takes a little bit while to break in as well. Suspension about five to six hours. Frame break-in time. You'll start noticing your bike will be a lot more comfortable on the Rockstar Edition and the Factory Edition after about 10 hours. And 15 to 20 hours, it feels a little bit better. Unlike the older frame where you're about 50 to 60 hours and it feels like a wet noodle, this frame will not do that. I've had a lot of time on the 23 KTM 450SXF. Um, I'm just going to return that to KTM here probably next week or two because they give me the Factory Edition, so I'll give back my 23 and that has over 50 hours on it, and that bike does not feel like a wet noodle like the previous generation frame did. So there is some upside to that. The downside is it takes a little bit longer to break in, unlike the older frame where about six to eight hours it felt broke in and then felt a little bit better on small bump compliance and square edge hard pack stuff out here that we have in Southern California Versus this older frame where it's a little bit stiffer nature and not as compliant as the older frame. But there are some positives to this frame and uh, we're going to go over that in the chassis portion of the show. So um, just stay tuned, relax and, and get ready. So uh, first things first, let's break down the, the important parts of the factory edition. What has changed uh, as well as the Rockstar edition. So if you guys are buying a... Uh, let's face it, a, a, a standard 23 FC 450, what are you getting out of the Rockstar Edition? So I will tell you this, the MSRP on each of these bikes is $12,199 for the Rockstar Edition and $12,099 for the Factory Edition. So you know damn well, 
that these bikes are going to be upwards $14,000 once you pay taxes, dealer setup, and all the other bullshit that you have to pay. That is a fucking lot of money. Holy crap, that's a lot of money for a motorcycle. So what are you getting with that increased MSRP? So let's start with this orange bike. Okay, so you're not getting anything crazy drastic like the other special racer or the works edition you're not getting any other motor work done the ktm and rockstar edition bikes have the same engine as the standard edition bikes nothing special in there no porting what you're getting on the orange bike is an akropovich slip-on muffler Uh, you're getting hubs you're getting uh, rims and you're getting, obviously, a new seat that has a gripper material, Red Bull graphics. And with the Rockstar Edition, same thing, but you're getting an FMF slip-on. You're getting wheels. Uh, the Husqvarna uses an Excel rim versus a KTM that uses a DID. And uh, what's cool about the Rockstar Edition, they have these cool black WP-branded hubs that look really nice. And uh, you're still getting a Pro Taper bar over there on the Rockstar Edition. And you're getting revised uh, valving suspension settings on each one of these things compared to the standard 23 model. So um, it's not a lot of changes. Um, not as much as the Kawasaki or the Honda. I feel like those offer a little bit more in the, in the realm of performance feeling changes you're getting a hell of a lot better looks on the KTM side with the orange frame. I'm a huge orange frame guy. Um, I still think the Rockstar Edition looks a lot better than the standard edition um, Husqvarna. That's my point of view. Um, Again, on the Husqvarna side too, you're getting a pleated seat that'll eat eat your ass up just like the the KTM seat. So uh, you might want to get a chamois in there before you uh, put your pants on. Put a chamois underneath your pants just to keep from getting raw ass. Trust me, you'll get it. And I, I ride a lot, and I still get it with these seats. But they work really well when you're on the bike. So, again, for me, is the juice worth the squeeze? Depending on where you're at with looks and this revised suspension settings isn't a huge deal to me compared to the 2023 models. So, if it is a matter of over $3,000 worth of of moolah i would just go with standard edition unless you're hell bent on looks which a lot of you are and i have a lot of friends that are just like that they would rather have a bike that they can you know look at and be happy with versus having a bike that is not as appealing to them to the eye so depending on where your wallet's at is where you're going to spend your money and availability is also an issue too because there's not that many of these around i'm sure they'll go pretty pretty fast especially nowadays with all the bike sales. Uh, bike sales seem to be up still. They haven't really plateaued, which is it's good for the industry, but also hurts our MSRPs when we want to pay for them, hurts our wallets. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there is one thing that I want to note between the Husqvarna and the KTM is the swing arm. Now, KTM and Husqvarna didn't tell me if they were different. They don't think it is. Some of these guys <laughs> that I talked to aren't actually sure but the Husqvarna swing arm has ridges going along the side of the swing arm and the KTM does not 
The length of it is the same. It looks like the material is all the same. Unlike in previous years where the swing arms were different, I don't think the swing arms are any different on the Husqvarna and KTMs. I just think the design look of the swing arm is a little bit different on the Husqvarna. So you can't quote me on that, but from riding them back to back, I don't feel a performance advantage or disadvantage. I just think in the appearance world, it's a little bit different. You'll notice it if you want to put uh, swing arm stickers on the side of your swing arm. You will notice the ridges on the Husqvarna. And if you have a buddy that has a KTM, he doesn't have that on his swing arm. Uh, Airbox is obviously different from the Husqvarna to the KTM. That is still the same. So, um, I'm sorry, not Airbox, subframe. Apologies. The subframe is different between the KTM and the Husqvarna. So I don't know if the Airbox is different or not. I looked inside of it. The volume looks about the same. Performance is a little bit different on the track, but I think has something to do with the muffler. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But again, little subtleties, little differences between the KTM and the Husqvarna, and we're going to talk about which those are on the track. Is mostly on the chassis and the engine side of things. So I'm usually leaning towards a KTM for me because on... The standard edition side, the KTM had more throttle response, and I like that versus the Husqvarna, where it was a little bit smoother. Well, now flip it to these Rockstar factory editions, and now the Husqvarna has more low-end front side or RPM response out of corners versus the factory edition. The reason why I think that is is between the two mufflers. Now, you will get your Rockstar edition with an FMF slip-on, you will get your KTM factory edition with an Akrapovich slip-on. The Akrapovich builds power slower, smoother, more calculated, a little bit more linear. The FMF will have a little bit more low-end RPM response, more excitement. You'll be getting, you know, riding out to the track. You go, wah, wah. you'll feel that right away. So if you want a little bit more bottom end, go to the Husqvarna side. Now, the FMF will have a, uh, the slip-on with the insert in. Leave the insert in on the FMF, please. Um, I should say try to keep it in because for whatever reason, those things are blowing out. You'll be on the track, and you'll be like, hey, my bike got louder. What the hell's going on? Well, that insert will blow out. Some of these bikes that I have tried on the FMF slip-on Rockstar Edition side, the, the little ring, the little circlip that goes inside the muffler that holds this insert in isn't deep enough so that circlip gets a little bit loose up on you know on acceleration with the exhaust blowing out and at times can blow that circlip out and then boom your insert's blown out so you might want to make sure it's tight when you get your rockstar edition move put your finger in there and move it around a little bit to see if that insert moves if it's tight you should be good but just know that you want to keep the insert in because the performance itself is better you take that insert out, it gets louder. You might get a little bit more low-end RPM response, but it just gets flat mid to top. I just feel like I have a flat-feeling power versus having a little bit of back pressure in that FMF. So keep that insert in, all right? Now, um, comparatively, the engines between the KTM and the Husqvarna. Um, the Husqvarna, again, a little bit more front-side, 
more meat coming out of a corner, has a little bit better pulling power out of corners, but mid to top is about the same feeling as the KTM. The KTM has less RPM response, a little bit more rear wheel traction out of corners, but just not a lot of excitement. It just feels very vanilla and bland. Unlike the standard KTM, where it has some snap and some front side and low-end RPM response, this factory edition doesn't quite give you that. And for me, and here's my theory on this, I'm a big fan of Akrapovich mufflers. One, the quality of it is insane. It looks unbelievable. But their whole character, and I've tried many different Akrapovich mufflers. I mean, I had them on my Yamahas for a long time. And the reasons why I had it on the Yamaha, because it smoothed out the power. It gave me more rear wheel traction. It kind of killed a little bit of that hit on the Yamaha, which I needed to control that bike. Now, put that on the KTM. The KTM already has a linear character, already has that smoother character. So you're killing it further, right? So you're making the bike a little bit more lethargic feeling down low. So it is a very deceiving type of power. We talk about that a lot with the KTM, but with the Akrapovich system, it just feels like there's not a lot of bottom end, not a lot of whap if you want to get out of a corner and lift your front wheel up real quick over a bump or something. The KTM's tougher to do that versus the Husqvarna, and that is because of the muffler. I love an Akrapovich, but I think for me, in order to keep that muffler on, I would need a couple things. I would need to run an ECU, like a Vortex ECU, and then get one of Twisted Development's uh, exhaust flanges that help low-end front side, and then put that Akrapovich on. And then for me, all of those things mated together really makes that bike fun, exciting, has snap, but yet keeps that linear, smooth, rear-wheel connected feel. So... A Kropovich on a stock KTM isn't always the best thing. If you have some stuff done to it, motor-related, electronics, things like that, then the Akrapovich is more accepted. I like it. It lasts a long time. There is not another muffler on the market today that can beat the Akrapovich durability as far as muffler packing. I can go upwards towards 25 to 30 hours on muffler packing and it still looks pretty damn good. I can't say that for FMF, where 10 hours and it's loud as shit. So just know, on the Rockstar side, you will have to repack your FMF muffler if you plan on riding it uh, more than 10 hours. <laughs> just right when your your bike starts to break in, you're going to have to repack your muffler. Isn't that a bitch? But that is just the way it is, guys. Sorry. Um it's funny, we talk about this kind of shit at $14,000, and then we're like, holy crap, I got to repack my muffler, and I just paid fourteen k for this thing? So there are some things you're going to have to swallow when you pay $14,000 for a motorcycle. Not everything's going to last 50 hours, right? So um, just know that going in. So right now, I prefer the Husqvarna engine just because it has a little bit more fun feel to me. Uh, vibration is less on the Husqvarna, and that is a direct correlation to the bar. I've talked about this many times. The Pro Taper bar uh, has good dampening quality. It has less vibration than that stock bar, and I think, and I'm still fairly sure that Neckin makes the stock bar on the KTM side. 
I just wish KTM would just accept, hey, let's go to a pro taper bar and be done with it. And that will help vibration. I come off of Japanese bikes a lot and get on these Austrian bikes and I notice a shit ton of vibration, man. It takes me a day and then I don't notice it as much. So if you don't know any better and all you ride is Austrian bikes, you will be fine. But for me, as I ride all different kinds of shit, I notice that there's way more vibration coming from these frames and this bike uh, versus Japanese bikes. So if you are on the KTM side, do yourself a favor. A couple bars that help dampening quality is a Pro Taper Evo bar, or you can go to a Fast Flex bar. If you're an off-road guy, those things work really good. I have my buddy Greg Loop. He's retired, has 60 years old, and he uses a Flex bar, and he loves it because he can last longer on the bike, and his hands don't go numb because he has some carpal tunnel shit going on, right? So there are some options out there. Again, $14,000 for a bike, and you might need to buy some bars. So it's not quite race-ready, is it? But there are some very good qualities on the KTM. For me, the clutch is excellent. Uh, the brakes are the same on each bike, but for me, for whatever reason, could just be the way it's assembled. The KTM front brake felt better to me. I love a Brembo brake. I've had them on my uh, Yamahas before, so um, I love the power and feel of the brake, and uh, those qualities on the KTM are excellent as well. Now, moving on to the chassis side of things, uh, I will say this. They both feel fairly close together when uh, these previous generation Factory Edition and Rockstar Editions come out. I always thought, man, the Husqvarna has a little bit more compliancy. But for me, they are both stiff-natured feel. Again, 10 hours. That's the magic number. You're going to have to ride these things. We get them with about... One one point two hours on them, and they're still stiff. So I'm still working through some of this. I'll have these bikes for a couple months, but chances are I'm not going to be able to put forty hours on each of these bikes, right? So we'll have over ten hours each on this bike, and then we'll have a another show. We'll talk about settings, and I'll have other people on here to to give you some of those baseline settings for bigger guys as well. But for me, they're going to be stiff natured for you right away. So if your fork feels like harsh, um, edgy when you're trying to use your front tire to lean angle across something. It will deflect for a little bit. It will get better on both of these bikes. But for me, right away, the Husqvarna still has a little bit more compliancy than the KTM. Not as much as in the past, but for me, still a little bit more compliancy on the Husqvarna side. And I think that might have something to do with the engine character, and the handlebar. So um, suspension settings are the same, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But both bikes corner excellent. Even with the air forks on these bikes, I still feel like even though they've gained some weight the past, I don't know, year and a half or so, uh, I still feel like it corners really well. Once I'm leaning into the to the rut, it follows the rut really well, stays in line. Um, the ride attitude of the bike inside the rut is nice i like that um the ass end of these bikes still feel low to me on acceleration um, i've been through many many tests with mark at rep where we have different settings i've increased the shock shaft length on these and that does help but again that's a lot more money so this is the mo for me with ktms and husqvarna's in general is I love these bikes a lot, but it takes a little bit of money and work and testing to make it 
um, something that I want to keep for a long time and race and go hard with. Because let's face it, I'm 46 years old now, and I still love to race. I'm very competitive, and I want a bike that's comfortable, that I can push, and I feel like I'm not going to eat shit on, right? So some of these things that I'm picky about, like ass in low coming out of corners, a little bit of rigidity, and lean angle comfort is something that both of these bikes share. And you can get it out of these bikes. You can remove them, remove those attributes from these bikes, but it takes some money it takes some work and it takes some time. So if you like doing that and you have the time and money to do that, these bikes are excellent. You give me a KTM that has a little bit of ECU work, suspension, uh, race fuel, I would rather ride this bike than any other bike out there. But again, uh, in the real world where you're spending your own hard-earned money and you're going to work every fucking day and you guys want to hop on a bike that, just be able to ride and be comfortable with. This may or may not be the right choice for you. Now, I've been with other guys on these bikes recently uh, that are a little bit bigger, 200 plus, and they don't have as much problem with rigidity feel as I do. I'm 170 pounds. Um, I ride Glen Helen a lot for testing, and I notice all of those things at Glen Helen. But if you're on the East Coast or you live somewhere where there's soft dirt, we did a red bud intro on the 23 KTMs, and I didn't feel none of those things because the dirt helps that feeling. So, again, soft, loamy, sandy conditions. These things that I'm spewing out my mouth about rigidity and lean angle feel is not as apparent, so just know that. But I have to tell you guys this stuff because what I feel, I'm pretty transparent, and I want you guys to know what you guys are getting. Uh I still feel like there isn't a bike besides a Honda that corners as good as a Husqvarna and KTM, just for me. Uh, I do love the ergonomics of each of these bikes. I would cut the bars a little bit if it was for me. Uh, these bars are about 811 millimeters. I'd cut them down to 804. Christian Craig just did that with his bike. He uh, runs a Pro Taper uh, race team band, which is like a 996 Renthal band, and he was on an 811 millimeter width for a very long time, and he just recently cut those things down, and he told me that is such a better feeling for him. It made a lot of difference, and I think that difference will be able to feel, um, you guys will be able to feel that, um, just the average consumer. So try it. You cut them, and you'll be like, oh, that wasn't shit. It's a little Barely anything off each side, but it does help a lot. Trust me, 804 millimeters, try it. It really does work. Um, suspension side of things. Again, air forks, we talk a lot about them. This isn't the worst fork out there. There is some comfort within this fork. There is a lot of uh, positives. The positives are bottoming resistance is still very high. Um, for me, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but mid-stroke comfort is actually really good when it comes to air forks. Um, I like this setting uh, that we're going about to talk about after about 10 hours. So this is the setting that I'm running right now that I'm dealing with as I'm breaking it in. But after about 10 hours, this setting right here is going to be really comfortable, and I know what it's going to do. But as the day progresses, the track changes, that feeling does start to diminish on the AER fork because... It gets a little bit of pressure inside. It does change a little bit. And 
Um, it's not doesn't have a lot of track toughness. So again, if you're not as picky as me, or if you're not staying around the track all day like I do at times, the air fork is fine. If you would want a revalve, REP has great air fork revalve. There's a lot of guys in the pro paddock right now that are riding KTM's and Husqvarna's that are still on air forks that are valved by Mark. So he has some good settings for air forks. I just simply have that old school feel that I want a spring fork when I lean in. I know what it's going to do. I know the good. I know the bad. The air fork side of things, um, the pluses aren't outweighing the minuses yet for me. Fork pressure, 10.9. I'm 170 pounds. If you are upwards between 190 to 200, please put 11 to 11.1 bar in this fork. Okay? Start with 11 bar. Uh, compression, 12 out. Rebound, 18 out. Shock, try 102 millimeters of sag. Again, this helps that ass in low feeling coming out of corners. Um, if you still feel ass in low coming out of corners, go to 100 millimeters of sag. It does help. I start out with 102, so go to 102. Compression, 10 out. Rebound, 12 out. And high speed comp, 1.25 out. If you go to 100 millimeters of sag, this is what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to get that compression to 12 out and the rebound at 11 and then high-speed comp at 1.5, okay? 1.5 out. Again, that is the difference between 100 millimeters of sag and 102 millimeters of sag. Two millimeters does make a difference on this bike. The shock, the rear end is more sensitive on this chassis versus the old chassis. So you might think, hey, whatever, I'm 103, 104, that's good. Nope, go to 102. That is very sensitive back in the in the shock. So it's just the stiff-natured feel of the chassis. Hello. Yes, this is an interruption in your podcast, but stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to do some commercials. Save yourself some money. Listen to them. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino. All of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in. 
and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong, and Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, ProTaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So ProTaper.com. They have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. So go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington, just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and not safe. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential, and of course... 
You'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to OldTimersMX.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon, but several races over several months, all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time, and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun and get some gate drops. We are back. No more commercials. Here is the show. All shut up. If you guys want to experience with less rigidity, this is going to sound janky, but it does work. Remove a top engine hanger bolt on each side. This doesn't help vibration. I understand that. Everyone just stop yelling in the in the radio. It doesn't help vibration, but it does help a shit ton on rigidity, slap down feel, lean angle bump absor- absorption. So removing a bolt, top bolt, doesn't matter which which side. There's a it's a three bolt top hanger um bolt pattern take one bolt out of each side of the top hanger and see what that does see if that helps it it will you'll notice a little bit more vibration i'm not going to say it's a hell of a lot more but just make sure the other bolts are torqued to the correct spec and those specs are up on my website you can see that but if you want to experiment just see what your chassis is capable of doing um take a bolt out I have tried Works Chassis Labs engine mounts on this frame, and they do work, and they do help. God forbid me. I know I'm saying this. Holy shit. I'm going down this road. But I haven't tried FCP mounts yet, so in case that gets out there, everyone just relax. Um, I had some Works Chassis Lab mounts here that I tried. He gave me a couple different uh, styles. I tried a soft. I tried a medium, and the mediums were the best bet. Softs were really good for slap down and straight line bump comfort, but it hurt cornering too much for me. 
I lost stability in the corner, and I lost a little bit of front wheel feel. So going to the medium mount has helped me a lot in the rigidity area. So I'm going to experiment more with that before I put it up on my website and I recommend it to you. Um, the band-aid slash jankiness of this remove the bolt test is just something for you guys to feel at home that you're like, oh, shit, my chassis feels a little bit more relaxed. Huh. So that is the direction I'm looking for when I test these engine mounts, which is uh, what I felt when I tested those medium um, WCL mounts. So we will have more information up on my site here soon about that, uh, contact and all the stuff that you need to get them. Because I know sometimes you guys are talking about it's a nightmare to go get something through Works Chassis Lab. So I'm trying to figure that out. And, of course, I'll try an FCP mount too. I'm not against engine mounts if they work. I just don't feel like every motorcycle needs aftermarket engine mounts. Some do, some don't. In this case, I could see why you guys would want them. So we're trying to test them. So those are my thoughts. Um. So that's the suspension, the chassis side of things. I will say, even though the each chassis, the Husqvarna and the KTM, is stiff-natured, it has good stability. The stability isn't as good as the older frame, but for me, fairly straight-line stability is as good to me as a Yamaha YZ450F, the new one. The new YZ450F has lost a little bit of stability, and the KTM... Uh, is as good as that. They do have a little bit of a wiggle and deflection, both of these bikes. And uh, for me, uh, the KTM just corners better, but still uh, has you know predictable straight-line stability. It's just when you start your lean to cut across the bump is where the KTM suffers the most as a whole because I get a lot of deflection from the chassis. Um, but, man, it is tough to beat... Hopping on a loamy, tight track, uh, for example, Paris. We have a Paris, California here, the oldest racetrack in Southern California. Uh, this KTM is excellent, and the Husqvarna is excellent. I really enjoy riding those bikes at Paris versus a Yamaha because the Yamaha feels like a little bit of a handful uh, to me versus the orange and the white bike. So uh, the tighter the track, the more I like these bikes. The faster, the harder packed, the edgier the track, the less I like the KTM and the Husqvarna. Um, but it's really, really tough to beat them, man, once you have a little bit of engine work and you have that uh, that feel of rear-wheel traction as well as torque. It's a blend that is tough to find. When you build horsepower in other machines, say, for example, the Honda and the Yamaha, you don't get as much rear-wheel traction as you, do with, as you do with the KTM or the Husqvarna when you build them. So... Um, if you plan on building bikes, these two bikes are really good to build because uh, they feed you a lot of rear wheel feel, which I love in a motorcycle. Uh, so that is basically, in a nutshell, a quick overview of what I've experienced so far with the Factory Edition and the Rockstar Edition. Look, there's not a lot of information you probably got out of this thing. You're not like, holy shit, this is an amazing podcast. But there were some things I wanted to get out there right now initially that you guys should know about before you buy them because I know they're coming to the dealerships right now. Um, ergonomics, like we talked about, cut those bars to 804. Uh, try to wear a chamois when you ride with these bikes because the seats that they come with are good to keeping you in place, but they eat up your ass. 
Uh, the new foot pegs that both of these bikes come with are excellent. I would not need to go to an aftermarket foot peg. Uh, if you guys are looking for a little bit more power, again, exhaust flange from Jamie at Twisted Development. Um, ECU settings, Vortex, um, is where I would go right now. I've been doing some AIM ECU settings as well, but I don't think that is quite ready yet for the public. Uh, that is another ECU that will be available here pretty soon. I will be trying some Get products as well because Dan's going to send me some stuff. Um, he's been kind of slow to send me some stuff, but he's going to send me more Get products, so we have some options there. And um, do you need the head pipe for each of these bikes to match? So let me talk about that. The FMF, you can simply buy the head pipe, the FMF head pipe, and go into your slip-on. That will work. The Akrapovich will not work. You will have to buy the complete system. So you just simply can't buy an Akrapovich header and made it to your slip-on. That will not work. They got you. So if you want a head pipe, you'll have to buy a full system on the Akrapovich side. Do you need it? No. What will you get with adding a head pipe to your Akrapovich slip-on? You will get a little bit more mid-range pulling power and top end. You will not be getting more bottom end. So if you're looking for more bottom end, you ain't going to find it with a head pipe. On the FMF side of things, same thing. You will get a little bit more mid-range to top end, but you will not lose the bottom end that you have on the slip-on. So for me, a lot easier to go to the F FMF side to add a head pipe and uh, keep that insert in as usual. So you don't really need to add a head pipe. Slip-ons are usually okay for... 90% of us, but of course I know that you want the cool factor and the head pipes do look cool, especially on the FMF side. Once those things get a little discolored and purple, it looks really bitching if you're getting a titanium. The Karapovich head pipe doesn't look as cool to me because it has that big resonance chamber in, in the middle of the head pipe. Um, old Akrapovich mufflers looked really good through the head pipe, but now they have that big box um, resonance chamber there. It doesn't quite look as cool. It's a little bit bulky. But the front side, as it comes out of the cylinder, looks really nice. Um, but for me, uh, I still like the looks of the FMF header versus the Kropovich. Um, the little things that KTM and Husqvarna have done as far as like putting little plastic adjusters instead of using a flat blade on the suspension, it, it's cool. I like it. It's a little bit harsh to the fingers, and it's tough to get into on the KTM side for the shock. Uh, the side plates cover that a little bit, so it's kind of a pain in the ass to get your fingers in there, especially if you have fat fingers like me. Uh, that is kind of a pain in the ass to get. The Rockstar Edition has a, has, a, has a side plate that goes over that area, so you have to remove that, so that's kind of a pain in the ass. So even though they're making it easier, it's not that easy. <laughs> uh yeah, so I don't know, man. It's a little bit different from the Husqvarna and the KTM. The Husqvarna is harder to get to make adjustments unless you leave that plate off, which some people do. I, I think it looks a little bit weird, but I leave mine off just for accessibility. It's easier to get used to. I'm not a lock-on grip guy. If you guys know me, the reasons why is it adds rigidity to your bike. It's sure that it's easy to use. You have plastic. You bolt it on. Boom, bam, boom. You're down the road, some new grips, but for me, I want a little bit more comfort, so I go with the glue-on type situation. Pro Taper or Renthal grips are my favorite. You guys are looking for a better throttle pull, ZRT, 
Been talking about this for the last couple of years. ZRT aluminum throttle. It has a bearing in it, and it's insane. If you guys are ever at the track and you have my KTM, you want to feel the throttle, just come by and feel it. It's like butter. Uh, we did a gas-gas build recently, and we used ZRT, and the guy, Eddie Larrett, my mechanic, he uh, swears by it now. So they are a little bit pricey, but they last a hell of a long time. They're guaranteed, and, uh, man, the pull is insane on the ZRT throttle. Uh, 1351 gearing is what we're on still. That is stock. If you guys are looking for a little bit more low end, you can go to a 1352. A lot of you guys are asking me, should I go to a 1452? I haven't done quite enough testing with that, with the new motor and the new chassis on these bikes. So I will do that. And, uh, for me, I still prefer stock gearing right now. And then if you guys want a little bit more front side, go to Attitude in the rear, and uh, that'll help. Of course, going to a 1452 or 1453 will help chassis feel on the rear shock. But as of right now, stick to the 1351 gearing, and uh, I'll evolve those over on my website as well as we go. And, of course, as always, guys, if you have questions or if you maybe you don't see something on our website, just email me. I'm happy to help help you guys and tell you what's going on. And um, a lot of these things that I test, um, we do running changes, right? So if we'd have those running changes and if we are uh, evolving our settings, that will be up on our site. So if you're ever scouring our site, you can just click on whatever bike you're looking at. If you want to know something about a KTM, you go to bikes and it'll be a drop tab and you just click on KTM and there'll be everything that I've ever tested on KTM. Just keep scrolling. It has an infinite scroll. And there will be updates on the website because that's all we do is we test dirt bikes. We don't do anything else over on keyforinktesting.com. We don't really talk about Supercross. There might be daytime program or something from Pulp on there, but we're strictly, we ride dirt bikes. We try to give you information. We test parts. We test products. That's what we do. So things evolve just like it would with you guys in your garage as you evolve your motorcycles. The same thing goes on over here um, when we test dirt bikes. Um. That about wraps it up. So the difference is for me, if I was going to buy these bikes right now, I would choose the Husqvarna Rockstar Edition just because of engine feel and a little bit more comfort. I still prefer the looks of the KTM. It is a sexy-looking bike. I love the way it looks. But for me, I'm more performance-driven than looks at this point in my life. And uh, the Husqvarna is a really good bike for cornering, has good stability, just needs to break in. I can't reiterate that enough. Relax. When you get your bike, don't hit me up. Hey, Kiefer, I just got my KTM. I have about 1.3 hours on it. It's stiff as shit. Yeah, I warned you. I told you. Chill out. Ride it a little bit more. Use the settings on this podcast. Break it in. Work on your cornering technique. Do some drills. Just help yourself a little bit. Relax. You got this. You knew it was going to be a little bit of time to break in. And after about 10 hours, the bike actually will feel a lot different and more compliant. So stand by. Um, that's about it. That's all I got for you guys here. I'm going to move on with my day and go. Uh, now I'm going to head out and do some test riding. That's what we do here. So early morning podcast, give you guys some information. K-R-I-S at KieferInkTesting.com is the email. Um, if you want to get some merch, go to our shop or hit up Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. Or... If you're at the track, you see us, come by the van, bullshit. I'm happy to help you guys with settings, 
No, I probably will not ride your motorcycle, so don't ask me that. I get a lot of that. Will you ride my motorcycle? Nope. I'm out. I'm not going to do that. It's your motorcycle. In case something happens, I don't want to pay for it, but I will help you set it up for you. Um, I'm happy to do that. That's why we built this son of a bitch over here to help you guys uh, build a better motorcycle for yourselves. Um, We'll be back next week with some more information and some more fun and some more pods. And, of course, always go to keyforinktesting.com to read anything that you may want to know about your motorcycle. And, of course, racerxonline.com for the video side of things because that's where we take care of all the videos. Um, We just put up a 2023 Serif 450R Works Edition that is up right now. You can check that out. And we are going to have a, I don't even know what to call it. I don't want to call it a factory edition shootout because that's KTM's thing, right? Because I'm going to do a special bike shootout. I guess that's what we can call it. We're going to have the KTM. We're going to have Husqvarna. We're going to have the SR Kawasaki. We're going to have the Wii. And we're going to shoot these suckers out. If I get the gas gas in time, we'll do that. And we're going to have a special 450 bike shootout since we didn't do 450 or 250 shootouts. And the reasons why is because... I'm just it's just played out. I wanted to do them this year and I saw some of the shootouts already and I'm just like it's it's just it's just that whole shootout time I feel like it's ran its course and uh we're in a we're in a new place right now with motorcycles and they're all so damn good. Uh we can break them all down right here on the show or through email or on my website. We don't need to rank them first to fifth. Because um, each bike is special for someone, right? It's not a piece of shit because it got fourth. Each bike has a certain type of rider that it enjoys and vice versa. So um, just because I prefer a Yamaha YZ450F doesn't mean that works for everyone. Um, just because I say, hey, the KTM's a little bit rigid doesn't mean it's rigid for everyone. I'm putting out information to give you guys warning of what you could feel. And if you are sensitive to those types of feelings on the track, now you have the knowledge to know before you buy. So that is the reason. But since we have these new special motorcycles and they have some motor work done, there's little things that are different, I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of a shootout and compare them all. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a shootout minus the rankings, and we're going to have a wide different type of rider. And then we're going to rank them as, all right, the works edition prefers this guy it's like um speed dating but for dirt bikes and riders (laughs) that's what we're going to call it i just made it up right now we're going to call it a speed dating test what type of rider are you well here is your motorcycle your perfect match that's right speed dating hi i'm chris kiefer welcome to racerxonline.com where you're going to find the true love of your life that's 450 cc's of power hi you'll love it Speed dating testing. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Chris Kiefer. That's what it's going to be like. You like that? Come check it out. We're going to do it. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye.